Hi, welcome back to Warriors Off Court, the San Francisco Chronicles podcast regarding the Golden State Warriors and everything about the team. I'm Ann Killian, a sports columnist with the Chronicle. I'm sitting in for Connor Letourneau, who's on a continued, extended, well-deserved vacation. And I'm here today with my fellow columnist, Scott Osler. Hi, Scott. Hey, Ann. Today, we're going to talk about a really cool thing that you did. You did a feng shui tour with a feng shui expert of the Warriors' new building, Chase Center. And your expert is going to tell us everything that's cool about the building and possibly things that are a problem. Right. So we'll be right back and we'll talk about that. Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Welcome back to Warriors Off Court. I'm Ann Killian. I'm a columnist with the San Francisco Chronicle, and I'm here with Scott Osler. Scott, tell me a little bit about what we're talking about today. All right. We're talking about feng shui as it applies to the new Chase Center. And feng shui is basically, let me see if I can (laughs) sum this up. It's the ancient Chinese practice of designing buildings and places and arranging furniture and so forth around them to make it harmonious and to promote uh, prosperity and good luck and all that stuff from in the people that, that work and play there. And uh, th- basically, if I can oversimplify, there's t- kind of two aspects to feng shui. There's the, the practical aspect, which is that, let's say your living room is, is painted black. <laughs> and you, 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 maybe you're thinking that's not cheery, you know, we sit around here and we're not, so you painted a nicer color, you painted a light blue or something like that. So you feel better when you're in there, right? So it's, it's simple. We arrange things or, or you, you arrange, the, move the couch around so it's in a better spot so you can see your beautiful view or whatever. So that's simple feng shui, which is just arranging things and, and doing things and building them so it's more pleasant so the people there are in a, in a better mood, essentially. And there, the other aspect of feng shui is that <clears throat> the belief that there's this life force that flows all around us in a building or uh, like Chase Center, it flows in and out and around this invisible life force. It's called chi. Mm-hmm. So you want your chi to flow evenly and, and smoothly and not get hung up in certain places and not be knocked off kilter by bad things, bad design elements and so forth. So right. what we're looking for is good chi. And good so, chi. so my feng shui chi. expert is good chi is Deborah G, G-E-E. Mm-hmm. And she's a longtime feng shui practitioner. She grew up in San Francisco in the Bay Area. As uh, In fact, she was a, talked about going to Warrior Games when Nate Thurman was playing and so forth. So she's, she's a sports fan, and she's a recognized, globally recognized feng shui expert. People call her in to help her design and redesign buildings and homes and so forth. So she, and, and to sum up briefly, this is her, her third time right. uh, doing this. We did it when the Giants opened their ballpark just before they opened and to sum it up, she liked the Giants' new ballpark. She said they're going to be much better here. She said it might not be the first year, but they're going to have more success here than they ever had a candlestick. And that's proven to be and that, true. That, and <laughs> immediately, the first year, they were 11 games better in the new stadium. And, and then they eventually got, of course, World Series. 
And she did uh, fine. Look, I want to hear more about the next one you did with her because that's then, one of my right. least favorite buildings. Right. Then we went to Levi Stadium, and it was new. And one of the first things when we walked in, it was a, a kind of a sunny day. And she stopped and she said, oh, my, this is going to be a problem. The sun's going to be a problem here. Uh, there's no shade. There's, the, people are not going to like this. And I, <laughs> hmm. okay, Has that no, come no, true? <laughs> no, I'd worked with Deborah before. And so I know she's very sane and level-headed. And I thought, okay, no, this doesn't resonate with me because this is a stadium. You're, you're, you're outdoors in a stadium. People expect sun. So how can this be a problem? It just didn't make sense to me. And then three days later, they had the first game. 80,000 people showed up. And they all fled the arena before kickoff to get fine shade. So she was dead on right about that. She also – there were a couple other things she didn't like about the design. And basically she, she, she liked a lot. She tries to be positive, but, but she, she had serious concerns about Levi's and, that, and they panned out. So now we go to the next newest, shiniest building, the um, opulent palace <laughs> that the Warriors are moving into – and uh, you and Deborah took a tour together. Yeah. Um, what are what were her just initial impressions, and and kind of how how long did you spend with her? Did you go both inside out? Tell us a little bit about yeah. the logistics of it. It was an inside and out. It was almost like we were buying the thing, you know, <laughs> the kind of tour you would take of a new house. And uh, a shout out to the Warriors because they, from the start, when I approached them with this idea, they were very receptive and cooperative. And uh, Rick Welch was kind enough to be our tour guide. Mm-hmm. You know, Rick is a big guy. He didn't have to do this. He could have farmed out the job. Um, he's basically the guy that nurse-mated the whole Chase Arena project from start to finish. Right. So he led the tour, and Lisa Goodwin was long on the tour, and she's uh, an executive with the team and knows more about the arena than the Phantom knew about the opera. She knows, she knows every, everything. She's, she's, yeah, she's probably put in some of the bolts. So it was nice of them to lead us on our tour. So we basically, they, gave, they did not short us. They gave us the whole tour we started outside, and uh, let's. Uh, I'm going to drop in uh, Deborah speaking about what she felt about the basic architecture of the outside of the building itself. But I, I would say the Chase Center has some excellent feng shui design elements that harness the beneficial chi that promotes the success and um, encourages the warriors to flourish. So architectural design determines the way the chi moves throughout a space. And the stadium spiraling architecture creates a sense of movement, and it mimics the spiral movement of qi. It has active yang qi, which gives more energy to the building and to the players. And it also has a sense of moving upward, which symbolically elevates the status of the warriors. The design also has a rhythm, and I feel that personifies the up-tempo rhythm of the team when they're playing their best. So I was very happy to see that um, design. And the other architectural element that is important uh, that's part of the Chase Center is that there are two buildings that flank the stadium. And they symbolically represent food dogs. And food dogs are the protective lion guardians that were used in front of palaces, temples, and today they're used uh, in front of businesses and homes. And so these buildings have protective power um, symbolically, but they only have the protective power if the businesses occupying them are successful. If not, then the chi of failure can be contagious and the center can suffer some setbacks. 
so basically, uh, you can see the Denver basically liked the design of the, the building. And then we, then we walked around the outside. And the outside is important, as, as Deborah pointed out, because there's, the chief flows around the outside too. And, and at Chase Center, there's going to be a lot of things going on outside. They, there's going to be a, a, what is it, a five-acre, I think, park on the water side. Uh, on the other side, near third, facing 3rd Street, there's a huge plaza where people can gather and watch the game on an outdoor uh, screen. Um, Lots they of can, shops and restaurants. Yeah, there's going to be shops. They're trying to yep. really make it kind of an anchor for that whole part of the city. Yeah. Um, what did she think about that? Does she like she, the way that's setting up? She liked a lot of it. She liked uh, a lot of the art exhibits, uh, art installations. There's one art installation. It's very dramatic. It's on the water side, and it is five gigantic, bigger-than-this-room chrome balls. And each ball has a one side that's a mirror, and so they're arranged to reflect off each other and reflect the water. And and ref- and and Deborah was uh, over the moon about that. She thought that was phenomenal. It was a great art exhibit because mirrors are big in feng shui. What she didn't like, uh, two things. One is that the uh, arena faces the across the street is the hospital, Children's mm-hmm. Hospital, right. and she feels that, that there's sometimes a a, a chi, a negative chi that can come from that. Mm. But that's par- partially blocked by a huge structure that's out in the, uh, by Third Street, which uh, Rick Welts calls the Spanish Steps. Right. It's basically a, an open space with steps leading to nowhere that people can sit on, and it's very cool and arty and functional. And, right. And, so, and inside of that is going to be the um, studio right. for the NBC Sports people. Yeah. And so she, th- she thought that was good. And uh, she did not – she was worried anyway, expe- expressed concern about the traffic. And well, gosh, <laughs> guess what? You know what? I think that um, 95% of the people who know anything about Chase Center are concerned about the traffic. So I can't wait to hear what she says about that. And our, our tour was very pleasant, but there was one time when, when Rick got a little defensive, Rick Waltz, and when Deborah said something like, well, you know, the traffic could be a problem here. And, and Rick said something like, why? Because it's San Francisco? And in other words, you know, we built this place in San Francisco and there's traffic in San Francisco. We could have built it in Turlock, and we decided not to. So there was a little bit of tension there. And here's what Deborah has to say about the traffic situation. That's another feng shui issue, uh, another feng shui issue, because um, roads are arteries of energy. And so if that, that energy is blocked in any way, it's also going to block the way the energy moves in and around the stadium um, and throughout Throughout the throughout the center, um, I would say that if the energy is is blocked, you, you have to. I could say metaphorically, you could think of it as ox, not enough oxygen getting into uh, the stadium, and the, so if there's traffic snarls, and um, what will happen is that it can translate to the you know uh, wars to the staff having um, less energy, having you know, more fatigue. So think of the space as a human body. And so if there's blockage or toxic energy, it's going to have the same impact on the mind and body of any, anyone in, in the space. Right. And I know, I know that the Warriors are doing all they can to increase the street transportation and they'll have a ferry from the East Bay. But I think only time will really you know, reveal if there is a problem. So, so we can basically see that that's, this is one of those... Uh, coin flips you know maybe the warriors have these things figured out maybe maybe they will 
find ways to, to entice people to take public transportation and there'll be a smooth flow and there won't be traffic and jams and congestion. And, but if there is, then Deborah feels that this could adversely affect the, basically the, the team, the performance and the success of, of the arena. Hmm. Interesting because, yes, the, you're right in that they did build it in San Francisco and there is going to be traffic. But traffic in San Francisco continues to get worse yeah. and worse and worse. So once that subway is done, I think that's going to be a great thing. Also that a ferry, ferry terminal. But um, I think traffic could be rocky the first year. Yeah. And Rick says, for instance, well, we have valet parking for 300 bicycles, which is great. But Well, that doesn't help you gonna... <laughs> if a game ends at 1030 and you live in Marin. <laughs> You're not going to ride your bike from Marin? I'm not. Yeah. <laughs> And then we got it. Uh, basically, they're also important are the entrances. There's two main entrances to the the arena, and one facing Third Street and the other facing the water on the other side. And uh, Deborah liked both of those. Thought they were very good because that's key to, because that's the mouth of chi, the entrance, and it can either let in good chi or bad chi and so forth. She had one problem with uh, on the water side entrance. There were design elements in the lobby inside that are sharp, and she said. They, that they would create poison arrows of chi. Hmm. And she said there are, there are ways of remedying or fixing or sort of, uh, you know, making it so it's not so bad. Um, now, that'll be up to do, the warriors to do, go to... Do her. you mean sharp as an angular? Yeah. Like actual, like angular... Um, yeah. like where a steroid meets a wall and it's not, right. it's not right. smooth around Which it. Which is I, interesting because everything... In you know the exterior and so much of the interior, including I believe the uh, locker room, but we'll get to that in a second, are rounded. Right. So um, it's interesting that she yeah. saw the the things that weren't. Yeah, but she she felt very strongly about it, and she said, you know, these are the poison arrows of chi. And Rick Welch said, well, we'll just call this the Charles Barkley entrance. <laughs> and so now there are things. If the Warriors choose to go to her, I have nothing to do with this. If, if they choose to go to her and say, Deborah. What can we do get to modify this or fix it a little bit? Then she will help them. Whether they do that or not, I don't know. And so, then we moved inside the arena itself, which mm-hmm. is which, and which I got to say, it's pretty spectacular. I, uh, it's pretty spec. It's very yeah. opulent. Yeah, I think that's my favorite word for it, opulent. <laughs> um, yeah. What What was her take on that? Well, she she in 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 general she, she liked it. There's a huge video screen and scoreboard which has. It's like five times as big as the one at Oracle, and it has, and it's much brighter, and has m- all the stats up there, and all the stuff. We don't need any more stat screens or anything. It's all up there, and it's. It, by the way, it's one of those things where people are going to sit in their seats and just stare at the screen. They're not going to bother watch the game because it's <laughs> much more exciting to watch the watch it on the, on the big screen. But so she liked uh, basically all the elements. She you know liked the colors, liked uh, that. Seemed to have a, a good feel to her. Um, then we got down to the locker rooms. They gave us a, a tour of the locker rooms. And did you see both the visiting and the uh, yeah, home locker We did, rooms? yeah. And uh, here's Deborah's take on the home locker room, which, by the way, is it's unique. It's Well, I don't know if it's unique. It's one of the, the few that I've seen. It's circular. And uh, it has several special little elements in it. And it also the other rooms back there the, for the players, the break room and their they have a barber shop, and it's almost like their own little city down there. It's it's crazy. So here's uh, Deborah's take on the Warriors locker room. When I saw from the locker room, it definitely gets a, a full shui thumbs up because it's a circular room, 
And that particular shape promotes good communication and camaraderie among the players. And they've really created a dynamic room by putting the Oracle center court from their 2015 championship in the center floor of the locker room. That has what is known as winning predecessor chi. So a building, a home, or object retains the energy of its history, and that's known as predecessor chi, and it can be good or bad. The victory chi of this center court can really help invigorate the energy and the spirit of the team and actually propel them to more NBA titles. So the locker room, to me, felt like a, a sacred space. The other important thing about the locker room is that it's also located in an area of the stadium that has um, the key power spot of wisdom and good judgment. There are certain energies in the space that affect some aspect of life. It could be career, health, finances, romance, and these are what I call chi power spots. So being in an area that really fortifies the mind just before the game can lead to some really smart moves and well-executed plays. So I do have um, a feng shui tip to Steph, Clay, and Draymond. Um, in terms of their locker room, I would advise that they take a locker that is furthest away from the entry, not directly in front of it, which has the optimum she puts them in the feng shui power position. And that gives them dominance, a clear head, and more precision in their playing abilities. Okay. Now, I believe Draymond selected a locker. He may change, but he, I believe he selected a locker which is right next to the uh, entrance. So you think well, you can reevaluate? Uh, yes. I strongly suggest that Draymond reconsider and pick another locker that is further away from the entry, which will put him in a more um, powerful and uh, dominating position in terms of his play, and as well as finding um, more stamina in his play, too. So you can see she liked the locker room, and then uh, then we moved over to the visitor's locker room, which, which isn't bad, you know. In the old days, Red Auerbach uh, at the old Boston Garden forced the visitors to be in this little cramped tiny room and he would there would be cold water only in the showers and no air conditioning so he tried to make it miserable as possible and so the Warriors have not done that it's a very nice locker room it's not as big as their own and, and it's square or rectangular and it's not special at all like theirs is it doesn't have all the right. unbelievable glass covering and wood roof and all that stuff but De when, when Deborah walked in the locker room, here's what, and the visitor's locker room, here's what she had to say. So I, I really feel that the Warriors gained a competitive advantage when they designed the visiting team's locker room because as you enter, you immediately um, confront a wall. <laughs> and then you, then you make a sharp right turn and then an immediate left turn before even entering into the locker room. And all of the, the sharp angles and turns will agitate and imbalance the mind and body of the visiting players. So they did a great thing there. Oh, so you can see that Deborah thought that the Warriors actually did a good job of designing a locker room that would not promote favorable chi for the visitors. So that's a good thing, right? If you're if you're a Warriors fan, bad chi can be a good thing, right? If, as long as it's contained bad. to that to bad. that locker room. Yeah, it, it's funny because Rick, she had, we we kind of asked Rick about it. Did you, did you do this on purpose? And he said no, but you know, there's only so much money money to spend. And we used all our 
budget on circular elements in the home locker room, so we didn't have any left over for the, the visitors. So he was nice about it, but it's uh, it without knowing it, they designed a, a locker room which would not promote great chi for the visitors. Did you look at the media areas? Are we going to have good chi? We didn't tour. We did not tour the media areas. So darn. <laughs> <laughs> That's my biggest concern. What about stuff like the clubs and, um, you know, the interior, the things that fans will or, or you know, we already have um, some champagne bunkers, like right. those those suites underneath the uh, the seats, the, the courtside seats or any of the other suites. Did you tour those? No, we didn't. We did not, did not tour those. We spent so much time on the exterior and locker rooms and stuff like that. We, did, we didn't get to those. But. We figure that people who can afford those – Kind of, they can they buy they their, can, bring their own chi. Yeah, buy B- bring BYOC. BYOC. They can they can afford all the good chi that they can get, yeah. right? Yeah. Although it would be interesting because, as she pointed out, Levi's that the sun factor would chase people out of the arena, right, out of the mm-hmm. stadium, which it does. It forces the rich people. And she said it would at, at Levi's. She said it will especially affect the people in the lower seats, the nicer seats, and mm-hmm. it does. When you go Where to Levi's go to on a hot day, the the sparsest area of seating is the richest seats because the people have places to go. Right. So there's no sun inside Levi's, uh, inside Oracle, rather. Chase. I'm sorry, Chase. We have too many <laughs> names, too many there's brand no, names. <laughs> there's no sun inside Chase, but but it'll be interesting to see if, if all that wealth will sort of drain away the, the, the fun fandom. Right. But she had no way of, of telling that. So, so basically, uh, Deborah was, was very positive, but she did say that there are a couple of elements. One was that entry lobby with the poison arrows, uh, <laughs> and one was the traffic uh, that could be. Those are those are two areas that could be problematical and could be fixed, maybe somewhat. Right. Well, that's great to know. We will look out for the a- poison angular arrows <laughs> and the. Um, I think we all know enough to look out for the bad chi of traffic in the Bay Area. Um, yeah, as long as you and I can get in there and find a place to park, I think right. we're, we're <laughs> and bring our own poison arrows of of chi with our pens. <laughs> exactly. All right. Well, thanks for joining us for another edition of Warriors Off Court, um, our f- special feng shui edition. This has been Ann Killian with the San Francisco Chronicle and Scott Osler. Please tune in again. Thank you. Warriors Off Court is part of the San Francisco Chronicle Podcast Network. Audrey Cooper is the editor-in-chief. If you like this show, we'd love it if you subscribe to it wherever you get your podcasts. And if you've got a minute to give us a quick review, that helps us build our audience so we can keep growing. Support Warriors Off Court and a lot of great journalism with a subscription to the San Francisco Chronicle. There are print and digital editions. Find out more at sfchronicle.com slash subscribe.